Hello, everyone, and good morning. It is a slightly chilly Monday morning here just outside of Denver, Colorado. This is Coach Jake from Bahala Barbell Club, and this is the much-awaited update show for the Colorado Classic event that's going to be taking place inside of our facility on Saturday, November 10th. Guys, I am excited. I love this time every single year. I wish we could do it more. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it more next year. But this is the event. I love putting it on. I love taking care of the athletes. I love providing a awesome atmosphere for you guys to hit heavy lifts. So today, we're going to discuss all the sessions that are going to be occurring this weekend. Uh, we'll be talking about the start list and why we structured things the way we did. And then I'm going to finish up the podcast by discussing the Howard Cohen American Masters event that occurred in Salt Lake City and the few athletes that we had competing there over the weekend. So first things first, the start list. I We closed registration on Thursday, and I know that I've received a few uh, emails from a few of you asking if we had any spots left. And currently, right now, we do not. We closed registration. That's final. Um, unfortunately for as much as we'd love to have you in the event, we can't do it because we are kind of at our max capacity for the one day that we are going to be running the event. Um, but keep an eye out for meets next year. We're going to be trying to do more. So hopefully you guys will catch that and you'll be in a future competition because we would love to have you inside the building and lifting on our platform. So, um, I'm going to run through the start list here. And like I said, in the Instagram post that I paired with this. So you guys would actually see the, uh, actually listen to the podcast. We intended on running two days. We wanted 120 athletes. We came a little short of our goal, but honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, we're set up to run two days, which just means that one day is going to be run, uh, run very, very well. And, uh, I'm extremely excited for it. The, uh, okay, so let's break down the start list here real quick. So if you guys have any questions, I, hopefully I answer them throughout this. And if not, you can always email me at jake at bahala-barbell.com. So uh, first things first in the morning, we are starting off with a 7 a.m. weigh-in. And this first session is going to consist mainly of youth athletes, both male and female. Um, the age range is from 13 and under all the way up to... Um, the youth 14 to 17 category. We have one athlete, actually two athletes and three athletes in there. Um, the only interesting person that we have in this session that is not a youth lifter is going to be one of our athletes. His name is Gavin. Um, he was the only master's male to sign up for this event. And this was the best session in terms of fit for him. Um, so Gavin is going to be probably the heaviest lifter in this session, but we're going to be rolling with Mason, who's a little bit lighter. So we won't have to worry about switching bars too much because he has to use a 20 kilo bar. Uh, because once you hit the age of 15, if you're a male in the sport of USA weightlifting, you have to use that for your equipment. So um, first session we have, we have about 10 athletes in that first session. So it should move relatively quick. Uh, which is why the next session's weigh-in was moved to 8.30 instead of two hours after, like we usually do. So instead of at the start of the first session, that second session will be weighing in at 8.30. And the unique thing about that second session is that it's, I think this is the first time I've ever seen this at a local event. We have a mainly master's female session, which I think is great. 
Um, the only ex- exception to that is Izzy, who's going to be lifting against her mother, um, who's also in this session. So this uh, shouldn't be too much of an issue. Izzy is really competitive in the youth category, and she's also able to hold her own in the master's category or against senior lifters as well. So this should be a, a pretty fun session for all of those involved. Uh, a lot of names that I don't recognize on this list, so I'm really excited about that, getting to meet some new people and uh, hopefully getting to deliver a really good meet to that group. Um, with this being a bigger group, upwards of 10 athletes, we're going to have that weigh-in for the third session following um, at the start of the session. So 10.30 would be when that would start. And this is going to be the male and female junior session. Uh, we did not have one gender or the other have a large amount of uh, athletes in it. So we had a nice even amount. We just decided to put them in the same session. This will work because we've done this before and we've just switched out bars once the, um, the uh, athlete from the different gender shows up and hops on the platform. It's not, it's not the hardest thing to work with. So um, that is the junior session, session three. Session four with the junior session being um, one of the, actually the smallest session of the day, it should move pretty quick so that the way in for the second, sorry, um, the way in for the fourth session was moved up to 11:45 instead of 12:30, and uh, that'll be lifting at 1:45 p.m. And this is the senior women's session. Now, we decided because we don't have any athletes really filling out one weight class, we're going to throw all of the senior athletes into one session. So there's a lot of athletes in this session, but. A lot of the entry totals, regardless of where the athletes are in terms of their weight classes, are pretty pretty close. So this session should move pretty well. Where you, where you get in trouble when we do this is if um, we have one athlete opening the session that's really, 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 really low compared to the top athlete. So they have to follow themselves and receive a two-minute clock after every attempt. Um, but for this session, everyone is fairly close, and a lot of the openers or a lot of the entry tools are very, very uh, close to each other. So I'm excited about that. This session should actually move fast, even though there are a lot of uh, athletes in it. So as a result of that, the weigh-in for session number five was moved back to 2 p.m., and that'll be lifting at four. And this is the final session of the day, session number five. This is the senior male session, and I think the lowest weight category we have in here is a 67 uh, kilo lifter. And then the highest we have is a 109. So it should be a pretty good spread of talent. And much like the last session, even though there are a larger amount of athletes in this session with all of the athletes entry totals being fairly close to each other, it should move pretty fast. So we're, uh, we're going to deliver a fast and efficient meet. That's going to be fun. Um, a really good experience for the athletes is everything that I, you know, is one of the main things that I try to give to this group that signs up for our meets because it is all about you guys. This is your competition. This is your day. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, that start list with the final corrections, I've got a few emails from some of you about corrections. I put them in right away. That final start list is going to be out on Wednesday morning. So if you have anything else you need to add for those of you that didn't necessarily put an entry total, uh, I'm not going to call you out on the podcast, but I kind of need your entry total. So if you can come back and uh, send me that number, let me know what that is. That would help me a lot. Um, yes. Okay. So that, that's it for the start list. I'm going to talk in terms of volunteers now. We are a little thin on the volunteer front, um, but like in the past few meets, we're able to get by and we're able to move really fast just because we have, some, we have a really good group, uh, really good crew of people here at Valhalla. 
that are very helpful. If it's from the athletes to even just the, the community members, we're very, very good about being on time and moving fast. So, uh, with that being said, I would love to have some more volunteers. And even if you guys, since you guys can't sign up for the competition, I've emailed a few of you because the spots are full or we're done. We close registration. I've also sent you a link for volunteering. So the interesting thing about being a volunteer this year is that for all of the sessions that you volunteer for or that you sign up for and you work, you'll receive a raffle ticket. And then at the end of the day, we're going to put those raffle tickets in a basket and we're going to do a drawing. And then the winner receives a pretty awesome prize. I haven't been told what that prize is yet, but I've been told that it's awesome. So that's all you guys need to know. Um, so volunteers, please sign up. We need you guys. Um, referees as well. I don't want to make a referee work all day like we did last time. Uh, big shout out to Matt Cooper who decided to show up and work the entire day for us uh, last year, which was kind of a long day for him. So if we could prevent that from happening, not that we don't love Matt, but Matt does a lot and works really hard. And we'd like to give him a little bit of a break every now and then. So if, if he shows up, I don't want him to be the only one refing at the center ref to a uh, center spot all day. So um, make sure you guys sign up. And I believe that's going to be it for like updates on the meet in terms of athletes. When you're coming to the meet, you're going to be receiving a swag bag. There's going to be some products in there, some coupons, some stuff from local businesses. It should be pretty cool. We like, we aim to give you guys a good experience and take care of you guys. So for you signing up and being a part of our awesome competition and uh, showing off what you've worked really hard on, we're going to give a little bit back to you. Um, in terms of food that will be there that day, I'm being told that for those of you that showed up to the Rocky Mountain Junior Jam that we had a few months ago, the same taco truck, uh, I'm being told, is going to be there as well. And their food was actually really, really good. I was, I was very surprised. So uh, coming from a fat weightlifting coach, check out that food truck. It's going to be really good. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really about it for the meet. We're going to run on time. Some sessions might finish a little sooner than we want them to, but that's always a good thing. I would rather be done early than be done late because your guys' time is valuable. And we, um, for as much as we love weightlifting, we would like to still have a weekend. So that's what we attempted to do here. We get, we put all the lifters on Saturday so everyone can have their Sunday back. Um, for any other questions concerning the Colorado classic and upcoming events, please contact me at jake at vahala-barbell.com um, or you can hit me up on my Instagram at coachjake underscore or at jake sterney or at vahala barbell um, underscore. Either of these, uh, any of these outlets will get you direct access to me so we can discuss specific things that are upcoming. And um, even if you guys would like to join the team, that is also another avenue you guys can uh, contact me. Uh, you can contact me through those avenues to become a part of Valhalla Barbell and the Valhalla training team. Um, I want to touch on what happened in Salt Lake over the weekend. We'll shift gears a little bit here. But I also want to mention that um, we just began working with the Erie Lacrosse group. And a huge shout out to this group. We weren't really expecting much from them initially in the first few weeks where it's always kind of a surprise working with uh, this high school population on what we're going to get. But this group ex uh, far exceeded our expectations and they're really hard workers. So big shout out to those guys. Uh, we're happy to have them in our facility. And if any of you parents are interested in getting your athletes into um, a really well thought out and a really uh, well run athletic performance program, please contact either myself or Brian. 
um, Brian at cutthroatcrossfit.com. We will get you set up. Um, we also do teams. So much like I mentioned, we've we worked with the Erie Lacrosse Group. We're starting with them now. Um, we worked over at Erie High School during the summer, working with their football, baseball, basketball, volleyball, any sport really over there you can name. We worked with it. So um, we know what we're doing. We're very good at our job. And if you want your athlete to be successful in the field, you need to contact us and you need to get your athlete started. Also, on that route, if they, want, if they don't want to do it in a group setting or if they don't want to work with a, um, a smaller group in the evenings, which is when we have our coached hours from 3 to 7 p.m., one-on-ones are also available. And I know that Brian does a really good job working with those athletes, and I'm starting to take a lot of those athletes as well, and I love doing it. So make sure you hit us up and make sure you get your athletes in because this is what we do. We're very good at it. And we love doing it. Okay. Enough of the public service announcement. Enough talking about the meet. <coughs> Excuse me. We have a few athletes that competed over the weekend at the Salt Lake City Masters weightlifting event. Um, for those of you who have competed at the Masters events in the past, this was the former event that was held in Savannah, Georgia almost every year. Um, it was kind of a bummer to see it leave Savannah because I love the city of Savannah. But Salt Lake is not bad. And, um, over the weekend, we had two of our master's athletes that I work with remotely out of the city of Boulder. So they're about 30 minutes away from our facility. Um, the first one being Barry Lewis, who is in the 75 to 79 age category. So he is a badass. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to meet Barry, you really need to sit down and talk with Barry about his life and just how he got to where he is today. Um, from his from his his military service time through his life as a professor and up to now where he led from crossfit into weightlifting if you guys have a chance sit down and talk to him buy him a beer he's a really good guy um and then we had uh we had jen compete on saturday jen lifts in the 45 to 49 age category she she aged up last year she lifted as a 64 kilo lifter this time she kind of floats between 64 and 69 uh, but the 64 kilo category was kind of a gift to her, much like it was to our athlete Izzy, because uh, she consistently weighs over that um, 63, the former weight category that was taken out, uh, 63 kilo category. So um, let's start with Barry and we'll kind of cover what happened on his lifting and then we'll discuss uh, what happened to Jen. So um, I got into Salt Lake. Thursday morning. So I finished up coaching Wednesday night and luckily a uh, huge thanks to Brian for taking the Erie lacrosse group so I could go home and pack and then get to the airport uh, at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning. I'm one of those people that likes to show up for flights really early just because I'm afraid that for whatever reason it hasn't happened before, my, my flight will take off without me. So I like to be there. I like to be prepared. I like to sit down and have a cup of coffee at my gate, even if I am early. That way I have an opportunity to work. Um, a little bit about me, which you guys didn't necessarily need to know, but I felt like I should tell you that I got there pretty early and then I flew into Salt Lake and I got in at like 10. Um, pretty interesting. The trip to the airport or from the airport to the hotel was a little interesting because in Salt Lake, they have a rail system and um, I'm going to blow their secret out of the water here. But if you guys ever decide to get off the plane in Salt Lake City and take the rail to downtown Salt Lake, you do not need to buy a ticket, even though it tells you you should buy a ticket. So save your $2.50. I sound like a huge, cheap, um, huge, cheap asshole. But at the same time, 
they don't check your ticket unless you're looking kind of homeless or you just don't look very good on the train. So, and then, um, so that, that was interesting. I, I, I bought my ticket. I got on the train. I sat there. I waited for 20 minutes, got to the hotel. And then Barry and I went down and checked out the venue and, uh, figured out where everything is. So for coaches that are going to national meets, it's always good to show up a little early so you can go down and check out, um, where the warm up area is going to be, what platform your athlete is going to be on, where the check scale is, where the weigh-in scale is, uh, where the food is, where the bathroom is, just so you know where all these things are, just in case come meet day, shit hits the fan, you need to be able to answer questions and know where things are at the drop of a hat. So that's what we did the first day we were there. Barry had a 7 a.m. weigh-in on Friday morning. So, of course, um, Barry woke up at 6 and then uh, headed down to weigh in. He made weight. He was good. 88.2, I think is what I remember him weighing in as. And um, having just competed at States, the numbers that we listed for Barry this weekend were fairly similar. Um, going into this session, Barry typically doesn't compete against anyone his, especially in the state of Colorado in the local meets. There's not anyone that's an 81 kilo, or sorry, an 89 kilo lifter and is not um, the same age as he is. So usually when he competes, he's lifting against himself. So this weekend, it was kind of cool to have, um, somebody else in the same age and weight category as Barry. So we had something to push him a little bit. Um, it makes, it makes for a really good meat performance from him, which I was surprised at. Um, but we ended up sharing the same warm up platform with the guy that he was competing against. And, uh, he was a really good competitor. He was super nice. Uh, big shout out to Rusty. But um, Barry was on from the get-go. He ended up going two for three on snatch. Um, he hit a – it wasn't a PR on a snatch, but it was probably the most consistent I've seen him hit. And then he, he attempted 53 on his final attempt, which would have been a PR. Um, but the judges called it, called it back. I think it was his elbow or something. It just looked like he pressed a little bit from the side. I couldn't really tell from my angle, but – um, and he got enough red lights to actually count the lift as a no lift. So two for three on snatch was a great day for him going into clean and jerk. Um, he had a slight lead on the guy that was in second. Uh, but the guy that was in second was a better clean and jerker than a snatcher. So in that clean and jerk session, Barry was one of the, one of the middle to the last clean and jerk openers and his buddy was kind of, or his competitor was around him. So, um, Barry, decided to open at what we decided to open at. We didn't jump around too much. We just decided to get one on the board. So we had a total, he hit it. It gave him a small lead. And then it put him in the driver's seat really from that lift on till the end of the meet because it forced the guy that was in second to make a decision because, um, as has happened over the last few years, they've taken out the body weight rule. So even if you tie and you're lighter, it's the person who hit the total first. So our whole goal was to keep Barry in front of this guy and push the guy to uh, stick to our strategy and force the guy to make his lifts because then it puts the pressure on him and it takes it off of Barry. So the guy, uh, his, his competitor, Rusty, came out and made his second clean and jerk and it actually put him in the lead in front of Barry uh, with a 110 kilo total and Barry was at 109. So all Barry needed to do was to make his second lift and by making a second lift, it put him three kilos ahead of Rusty so that forced Rusty to have to go up and hit a higher clean and jerk that he wanted to in his last. And uh, unfortunately, he missed it. At the same time, Barry went out and smoked his third clean and jerk and set a 
PR clean and jerking competition and a total uh, total PR competition. So it's a great weekend from Barry. Barry was awesome. He uh, you won a gold medal. And for those of you that aren't friends with Barry on Facebook, he listed his uh, resolution for last year, and it was to medal at all the major Masters events. So not only did he do that, we were talking about this at the bar later. Not only did he do that, but he also became a state champion in two different states, in the state of Colorado and the state of North Carolina. And he won gold medals in both of those spots. So it's it's fantastic. He had a great year. Now, looking forward, we're kind of into a strength conditioning phase for him. We're going to be working on some squatting strength and some upper back strength to fix some things that we're seeing in his snatch and his jerk. And hopefully, he'll come back at the beginning of next year and be a much stronger, more efficient athlete. And um, hopefully, we'll get him that 53-kilo snatch and um, a higher clean and jerk, hopefully 70 by the end of next year, which would be great. On a gen, I'm talking kind of long-winded, but I love this stuff, and I'm a coach. So we're going to talk about Jen and how she did. Um, so like I was mentioning earlier, Jen usually sits above 63 kilos, which is that old weight class. So she was kind of gifted with this 64 kilo uh, total for weight. And um, it really worked out in her favor because she came in to Salt Lake a little over, but we had her on a small water cut. And usually we don't encourage cutting for younger athletes, but since Jen is a master's athlete and she's, she knows what she's doing, she's been there before. It's totally fine in her regard. And if we're going to cut at all, usually we will um, perform some type of water cut because it's the easiest thing to cut uh, while maintaining strength because you're still able to eat a little bit of food. But so she, she did this and she ate a little bit lighter the night before and uh, saw it for probably about 15 minutes and came in uh pretty, I think she was like 63.5 or 63.6 the day of. So uh, it was a good weigh in for her. We got to the, to the uh, warm up area, chose the platform of power. For those of you that have not read that article, please look it up. It discusses the psychological benefits of selecting the platform of power in a warm up room where you can see every single athlete. So you hold the cards and it's really it's a big goal of mine to try and get this in every meet that I go to because it's such a mental victory for my athletes. So we got that. We were in a good spot. Uh, we picked the perfect warm-up partner for her. We had to share platforms because the area was a little small, but we worked with somebody who was opening well in front of her and um, was almost completely finished with their warm-up by the time Jen would t even touch a bar. So that was great for warm-up. I don't think that could have gone any better. Um, and it showed in her snatches too. Jen would go three for three on snatch. And, um, she hit 61 on her final attempt. And this is the best I've seen this lift look, especially for her coming back off of shoulder surgery. Um, and the, uh, mountain she's had to climb over the last year after having that shoulder completely reconstructed on her left side. So that was a good victory for her. Um, Jen was the heaviest opener in this session for snatch. So by the time I finished, it went right into the 10 minute break and, she didn't have to touch a bar until about midway through the clean and jerk session. Um, her clean and jerk warm up was a lot shorter. And <clears throat> the only reason for that is she hasn't been lifting as consistently as I would like. She's been probably on two days a week. And I think the peak that I, I wrote for her coming into this meet, she worked on two days and that was all she had. So not ideal. Um, but what that meant to me is that her strength endurance was probably a little down. She wasn't able to maintain um, form and just overall snappiness and speed 
in and out of the hole and transition into the jerk just because her legs were uh, not quite at that point anymore because she hadn't been squatting consistently during her training. And she's been a little thin on that. So we shortened that. Um, once we got the the first cleaning jerk on the board at 70, there was really nobody to push her at that point. I think her biggest competitor had dropped out uh, prior to WAN. I didn't even know if she was in the same city. We thought she was going to be, but she wasn't. So um, there was one girl that took third in her session that was kind of pushing her a little bit on clean and jerk, but was not really close enough to take away the two-minute clock. So Jen followed herself a lot and um, ended up missing her second clean and jerk. And by the time she got to her third clean and jerk, she was kind of done. It was just kind of for show. She did she um, she got past the sticking point on the clean and then dumped it and like threw the bar away from her. And I gave her a look like, really? You totally could have hit that. But uh, after discussing with her at the end, she, <clears throat> she was kind of done at that point cause nobody was pushing her and she already had the, the medal. So, uh, Jen took gold. She went four for six. It was a, it was a good comeback meet for her in the sense that she's typically not the, the, uh, best competitor. She doesn't like competing as much as some ath other athletes do. And, um, usually meets are very stressful for her. So for this meet uh, to be a fun experience for her and, um, for her to do so well at it, I'm, uh, I'm really happy with her performance as a coach. So nice work, Jen. Um, so on that note, both athletes did really well. They both medaled. They both took home golds in their age and weight categories. Um, they are a part of our master's population that I work with quite a bit. We've got other athletes in there, such as Roseanne, who runs the body fat tank in the building, and um, a few other athletes as well. And the, uh, this population is definitely where I think, uh, way to things going to shift its focus in the next few years, along with the youth athletes as well. Um, I think even Alico noticed that because, because they started marketing more towards the master's athletes as opposed to the senior athletes. And that's why most of the, um, uh, master's events are sponsored by Alico now, which is, uh, awesome. In my opinion, the thing I will say, this has been kind of in the back of my head and, it drives me insane when athletes do this. This is just kind of a tangent. You guys don't have to listen. You could probably skip to the end of the podcast at this point. But when you're working with the Alico Sport Training Bar, let me just see what the exact price on it is on it so I don't look like an, an asshole when I say this. Um, sport bar price. So all the all the barbells in the the in the training area were the um, Alico Sport Bars. And training bar has a sport bar clearance. Whatever. Okay. So for right now, um, they are on sale for $500 with free shipping. If you guys are interested in picking that up, this is not a plug for Alico. I love their products, but um, typically that is a $700 bar. And there was a group of athletes that really, really drove me nuts. And a lot of you coaches who have to have to like, protect the equipment you have because you don't have a whole lot of money in your training area. Know exactly the sound that I'm talking about. When your back is turned, you're focused on loading your athlete's bar or you're talking with your athlete and all of a sudden you hear a really, really expensive barbell being dropped from either hip height or even shoulder height down to a plywood platform. That sound is equivalent to nails on a chalkboard for a lot of coaches just because we know how expensive those barbells are and how much maintenance it takes to fix that after it's been done repeatedly. And, and tell, and I'll tell you like over the weekend, I saw a lot of masters athletes doing this. 
And I had to leave the area because I was about to snap on a few of them. Like seriously, it's a, it's a $700 barbell, which is on sale now for $500. Not a plug for Lico, by the way. But it's being dropped from that height. It's really hard on the bearings. The, the collars have to be taken off. It has to be basically taken care of more frequently. And the equipment breaks down sooner if that occurs over and over and over again. That's why we have a rule in our club where if you drop a bar above a specific height, I have to kick you out for the day because I don't want to, to continue to do that. Um, so sorry, that was a tangent. I just saw that a lot. So if masters athletes are listening, please do not drop your barbells, especially expensive barbells is that they're bearing barbells from that height. It's really hard on the bar. I heard it a number of times and it drove me nuts. Okay. Um, in closing, we covered a lot today. This is a very long podcast. I'm glad I got it done. But we talked about the Colorado Classic and that event that is coming up. Once again, guys, I cannot express how excited I am to have all of those athletes who signed up for this event in our building this weekend to um, lift some heavy weights and have, and hopefully we can deliver you guys a fantastic meet experience, better than I think you've ever had anywhere in the state of Colorado. Um, the final start list will be posted on Wednesday morning at 7 p.m. Sorry, 7 a.m. Once I have all the corrections in and come Saturday morning, we'll be ready to roll at 7 a.m. for that first weigh-in for the youth group. And then throughout the day, we're going to be weighing in different groups of athletes and hopefully they're going to be lifting very, very heavy on our platform. That is it. That's it from me, Coach Jake, at Bahala Barbell Club in Lafayette, Colorado, just inside of the Ideal Collaborative Building. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys this morning. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you do, share it with your friends. We talk about a lot of different things in terms of the sports of the sport of weightlifting. And, uh, I even give some tidbits on various episodes discussing, uh, the lifts, the ins and outs of the sport, uh, coaching, blah, 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 what have you. Um, that's it. Have a, have a great week, guys, and make sure you stay up to date with uh, what's going on with the meet this weekend by following our Instagram page, at Mahala Barbell underscore. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week.